eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Here at Podcast One, we love hearing from you. We read every tweet and comment you send our way. So don't miss your chance to take our summer listener survey. Just go to podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. Or go to podcastone.com slash mysurvey. It only takes a few minutes and it gives you the opportunity to make a direct impact on your favorite shows. Tell us how you really feel so we can get to know you better. We value your thoughts and participation. So check out the survey at podcastone.com slash mysurvey. Or click on the survey banner on podcast yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Man, get it on. And welcome to CarCast. I'm Adam Carolla. That's Matt, the moderator, D'Andrea. Hello. There. Hello. Was that the new sound? The new sound. That was, was that the new... Porsche 935? Yeah, it was. It was uh, sent in from a Trimpar of the Racing Year. He recorded at Monterey. Yeah, he, he sent s- us yeah, the like audio. an MP3 of the sound of yeah, the 935. That, that was not the Roadster firing up. Absolutely no. not. No. <laughs> it was a different car. 935. Good for us, everybody. All right. So, uh, we got your questions. We got stuff to talk about. I'll give you the... Uh, update on the uh, TR6, that's uh, the latest acquisition, that's uh, Newman's uh, first championship car, D-Production. I don't know tons about stuff, but there's D-Production, there's C-Production, there's B-Production. I don't know if there's A-Production. I feel like they just go right to GT1 and GTU and GTO and... There's a lot of different classes, but uh, this is a very... Uh, Do you know how they break down? Do you know what, what's in B or C? I mean, they tend to get faster as they step up. It, it, they seem, as, as you move up yeah. the, the charts, but like I'll give you a, a for instance. So a lot of the cars i have are b production or b sedan but they're sedans 
you know, they're not two seaters, they're five tens or six tens yeah. or Alfa Romeos or two thousand and two BMWs, so they're considered sedans, mini coopers. But you not four door. I think they could be. They I think, could be. I think you could have a four door um you could have a four door five ten or a four door something. Yeah. And, like sedan, you would think. Oh, there's there's four door alphas. Yeah. that are out there that are like B sedan. Uh, you don't. I don't think you. There's no advantage to running four door. For some reason, they do when they run rally all the time. But yeah. Not for for the track. You know, maybe cars with a longer wheelbase, a little bit more stable on the dirt road. Yeah. Right in any racing. Well, well you no, say, but like, they, when you say they, sedan they normally, run, I think they, four door, and then coupe, I think two door. But what you're talking about is sedan is a rear seat. Car. Yeah, I think rear seat and a roof. So that's B sedan. Then there's C production. Um, C production would have been like what Paul won his second championship in, and he won that in a 280ZX, but that had a naturally aspirated engine, so like a straight six, 2.8 with triple Macoonies or Webers or whatever. Um, and then Tire size is always like an issue, like a, a right. slightly thinner tire than, you know, big fat cantilevered slick or something like that. So some of it is like engine capacity. Some of it is how it, does the engine have a turbo on it? Yeah. And then some of it is, and then they factor in tire size and all that. Which all is that usually stuff. a function of, of also like how much, how many body modifications you can do. Like you can flare, but you can flare within a certain limit. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't add giant fenders like cut the fender off and right. you know like you so know, the Z car you're talking about just has like a little bit of a flare to it. Yeah, it's got a little tail. It's got a little flare. It's got a little you know sweep in the front and uh, air dam in the front. So that's C production, and then you go up to the GT1 cars that I have that Newman drove, and though I don't think there's any production or any sedan or any letter designated to yeah. them. I mean, GT1. Yeah, and so, now you're getting into a car that's more of a tube-frame chassis car, all fiberglass body panels where the C production still had doors that closed and, you know, metal doors, you know, gutted, but metal doors. Now you're getting into, I don't know, maybe just the roof and this. C pillars are metal or, or factory, but the rest is pretty much aftermarket. It's all yeah. fiberglass body. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a you know, sheet, no real lights, a stickers sheet, for lights, sheet metal roof, yeah. right? So and that could have raced in GT one and Trans Am and blah 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 blah. So you know we go as we learn and we learn as we go and we'll keep you guys posted. Now, when you guys hear this, the car will have arrived. But as we recorded a few days earlier, the car is on its way, should be arriving uh, tomorrow for us. Always exciting. Yeah. And um, it is, uh, so then, we shall then own three out of the four championship cars that uh, Newman drove. Yeah, Um, his national championships. Four championships. He had D-Production, I mean, his first national championship. Or at least the car was deproduction. I'm assuming that's what it was at. Uh, Road Atlanta runoffs. Interesting race. I went back and looked at a lot of cool footage of it. Started off uh, on the pole. Put the car on the pole. Okay. But um, Jim Fitzgerald, 
who was the sort of home, home that was his home track. Obviously, he was an instructor at Road Atlanta, and that was his home track, knew the track very well. And Jim Fitzgerald was driving what looked to me like a 2000 Roadster, like one of my Datsun 2000 yeah. Roadsters. And he just sort of dive-bombed him in uh, turn one and immediately jumped out to, yeah. to the lead. So while... while pa- for quite a big lead. Paul was on the pole. Yeah. But Jim, going coming out of turn one, was leading the race. And and just sort of took off. He's always he was known as like a very good starter. Yeah, like he was very hot out the gate. I think he, he Paul. Knew how. Yeah, Paul probably. Here's the thing: <laughs> when you're when you're kind of new to the game, you listen to the race officials, and you 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 actually uh, act out what they impart. Like when they go, "No, look." Anybody takes off before the the green light flag drops, well, then that's a bad start. And we're, we're going to pull that uh, safety car right back out on the track, and then you guys can do another lap. And whoever does that is going to get black flag. Then you go, oh, okay, all right, all right. And then the race comes around, and the green flag hasn't dropped, and the guy next to you is take, taking off. Yeah. And then two beats later, the green flag does drop, but that guy's well ahead of you. And you're thinking, all right, where's that safety car? And it's like, there is no safety no, car. No. The race has started. It's, that guy, it's an experienced thing. It's that guy's of, been around long enough to not listen. Yeah, and you he knows were exactly new. when. You and, were new, so you listened. Yeah. And uh, now that's your fault. He saw a little shoulder movement, just a little shoulder movement on the flag, man. He's like, it's going. And he's gone. You didn't have to see shoulder <laughs> movement. It's just, you come around the straightaway and just leave. It I've just, had it happen to me a few times. And... If you look at the next time Paul won the C production championship, you can hear the announcer go, "Oh, Paul's taken off! Like, not it's not gonna whatever happen. You know, he's not gonna get burned this time. He's gone. You know, like, yeah. he just took off. Like they came down the hill at Road Atlanta. He turned right and he didn't wait for the green flag this time because he was like, last time I was on the pole, I got burned." This yeah. time, I'm just taking off. I, I love to see that, hear that conversation between him and Fitzy and him going, what What the hell? And Fitzy's like, just go. Just so, go, man. <laughs> so Fitzy's out front for a while. And is it that Corvair Stinger behind him? Or is it the... Uh, I'm trying to think of which video we saw. Was oh, it no, the TR7? TR, TR, TR8. TR8. No, TR7. Seven. Yes, TR, TR7. Now we got to get this straight because there was a TR7 for 10 minutes and then they put a V8 in it and they made it into a TR8. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this was the TR7. We were watching like a history of yeah. triumph. It was a wedge. <laughs> yeah. It was the shape of things to come. That's there right. used to be a commercial. <laughs> and I'm not even sure. You got to look it up, Chris. Was there a TR7? I guess there was. There was a TR7. And it had a four banger in it. And then they went to TR8? And um, it had an eight cylinder in it? Yes. Um, yeah, like weird bad signs. Like I had a friend in high school whose like sister had a TR8. Like things like the axles broke. You know, like stuff that would never happen in a Japanese car. Yeah, you don't want stuff weird stuff <laughs> like that. But anyway, um, so uh, Fitzy took off, even though Paul was on the pole. The TR7. Was right behind took Fitzy, off, yeah, and they both kind of took off, yeah. And then Paul sort of hung tough, but he was still behind. Said, now he's playing the waiting game. Now he's playing <laughs> the waiting game, 
And the uh, there's also a Corvair Stinger thing in the there. Stinger. In there. And at some point, Fitzy broke. Yes. And at some point, the TR7 either broke. I think also had problems. Or had problems. Or, or Paul reeled them in. Then Paul sort of reeled in the guy and got past the guy, and then the Stinger guy, and then Paul ended up running a real strong race, and, and it's a fast little class. I mean, those cars were hauling ass yeah. around uh, Road Atlanta, turning good times. He waited. He made us move more le- more toward the end. You know, the I don't think the Fitzy car broke on, you know, lap two. You know, like, it, no. it pretty much almost completed the race. And then, yeah. I don't know if he was out or he just broke and fell back. Like, the TR7, I think, kind of broke and fell back. Well, there's a very interesting – I wish I'd known about this when we were doing the Newman doc. I'd never seen the footage before, but it was called uh, Triumph, you know, a winning season or whatever it was. Yeah. If you Google it. There's a there's a old YouTube video, like the history of Triumph right. on YouTube, and it's it's got – like somewhere – it's like an hour long. It's somewhere around 30-minute mark. It gets into the Newman story of his – Triumph, the one that you just got. Yeah. And I think it's like, for some reason, I don't know. I got too many numbers in my head. You can check it out. Now, the thing that's interesting about the tape is don't Google in Newman or Newman TR6 or Newman Championship yeah. or anything. It's not that. It's it's just you type in Triumph. It's a Triumph thing. It's, it, right. was, it was a TV special of some sort, and it was like Triumph Racing or History of Triumph or Something like that. The TR7 debuted in 1975 with a four-cylinder with a zesty 90 horsepower. Now, that sounds like a lot to you because you drive the Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> My Alpha has way more than that. <laughs> then they went to the uh, TR8 in 1980 with a yeah. V8 with 135 horsepower. I'm 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 in the middle. I'm at the high end of that middle. I'm like 122 yeah, that's a neck-snapping 135 horsepower out of that V8. Those were, uh, those were tough times back then, everybody. Yeah, yeah, TR7 top speed was 110. TR8, 118. 118. Wow. Let me tell you about uh, good times with Garage Boss, man. They got the new Reacher height-adjustable drain pan. Gets right under your drain plug, prevents uh, misses or splashes. Works with uh, low-profile cars, cars on ramps. Jacks, trucks off the ground or uh, on ramps or jacks, whatever you got, it works for it. Drains into a sealed container. All you clean up is the catch funnel, and the pieces snap right back into the drain container. Plus, they got a new line of crystal clear funnels, so you see exactly what you pour in, and it prevents the overfilling. I I hate that when it comes over the top of the funnel. Why aren't they all clear? It's a great idea. Well, you need Garage Boss, man. You make sure your funnel's completely clean before storing it. It lets you know because it's crystal clear. Exclusively at AutoZone or AutoZone.com, or you can check out videos. Go to uh, go, go to Garage Boss. That's B-O-S-S. Go to uh, GoGarageBoss.com. That's GoGarageBoss.com, and you can see everything. You can search it on Amazon. But we use it at our shop, and it's yeah. great stuff. All right. So uh, let's see. Does this look familiar? Yeah, it's about minute 13 or 18 or something something like that that uh, 
yeah, because you had it minute thirty. The thing's only yeah, thirty thought, minutes long. It's like it minute minute show, thirteen or right. something like that. Which I had in my head, but uh, I couldn't what, remember. What's so, the title of the video? So Triumph Story. Triumph Story. Triumph Story. It's yeah. A, we'll it, embed it on our uh, website for this episode page. You can see the car. You can see Newman with the car. You can see it in various paint liveries. It started off as uh, the. Quaker State, sort of Bob Tullius, white and green, and then Newman put it into his own livery. I don't know where Newman's livery came from, just silver with black and a little bit of red. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if he, when he got the car, was it already silver? And then he was like, ah, let's just add some black, or did he start with the silver? No, he got the car when it was white. Because it was Bob Tullius's. Yeah, I'm just saying. In between, maybe you know, mm. maybe it got it got painted to sell it, and they didn't want to sell it with the you know. Yeah, it's possible. I I but it, I doubt it. I I would assume he just bought it from Tullius in that Group 44 green and white color. Yeah, and then proceeded to put it into his own his own livery, his silver and black. Yeah, maybe he was trying to figure it out, but uh, it's an interesting story. Anyway, uh, excited to have that car. Excited to have that car in the collection. Uh, so the order is 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 what you have the first, third, and fourth of his four national championship cars. Yes, and the second one is on the East Coast with a crazy man who owns it. Yeah, who wants an insane amount of money for it, and I don't I don't know that I'll ever purchase that car. No. It's also no. So you got three of the, the four plus the Lamar winning Porsche nine thirty five. Yeah, it's also the the C production is sort of although I like the uh, livery of uh, Bob Sharp. It's it's a it's sort of the least impressive of all the four for me personally. Yeah, I would if you could ask what three out of the four would you like? I'd, I'd take the three I have. I, I like the Triumph. Because it's another small roadster, and it's a very early car for Newman's racing career, and it's in a different livery than the than the Bob Sharp stuff. And, you know, we've got plenty of red, white, and blue cars. This is right. a cool piece to have. I agree. All right. We got a call over here. Jason, 36, Connecticut, man. What's going on? Hey, Adam. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Hey. Um, Matt, sorry for bothering you so much on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> no but, problem. Uh, um Anyway, I thought I'd uh, talk about some, some hot homologation talk. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm wondering, I, I got two examples. One is current. One is the, they're not using anymore in uh, IMSA. So the Porsche's GT Le Mans car, not the prototype, but the Le Mans car, is now a 911 with the engine flipped around the other way, which is essentially, so it basically created a mid-engine 911. Um, but that, they, don't, they don't sell that car. So right. How does it, that it's what? The is rules? there a cup car? Is it one of the cup cars? Or yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think it's definitely their GT Le Mans car. I think they made like seven of them, and they just sold them to race teams. So I don't understand how that qualifies as as a you know homologation. What is it facing um, longitudinally or latitudinally? Yeah, I'm, just, I'm trying to. What is yeah, the left to right? So, so no, it's front to back. So they they basically took a 911 and turned it into a Cayman. By taking the engine, yeah, but they didn't. The, they didn't turn it around. They just, I mean, they turned yeah, it they around. But I mean, they, right. yeah, they, they put, they made it mid-engine, but they didn't turn it yeah. the other. So like now, the, you know, the, the, right, the, the pulley right. face forward right. now. 
as yeah, opposed okay. to facing yeah, back. Yeah, I got it. And, uh, and, yeah. the, and the other one was uh, they used to race a BMW Z4 with the M3 V8 in it. And I don't think you could buy that car either. Right. So <laughs> I, I, don't, I just don't understand how, how that qualifies. You know, building six of them and only selling them to race teams, how that qualifies as homologation you know for, for me I, I don't i don't mind it there's a couple things going on is is one like the example with the with the z4 is they're they're trying to put a car in a certain class it also needs to meet a certain engine class and they want to promote the car so instead of saying hey let's run the m3 which we've done a lot let's start promoting for the sake of sales z4 mm-hmm. but to get it in the class that we want we need this engine so that to me is fine that makes sense by the way we like the z4 and we like the m3 and if you take you know they're not they're not doing a race specific engine f- you know i mean it is to a point but you can still get an m3 with a v8 right and Right, and you can buy a Z4, but not with that engine. So I still think it's kind of you know digging into the parts bin and making something that's kind of cool. That doesn't bother me. And then in in the instance of Porsche as well, again, same engine, so they move it around. <laughs> so much of of what these guys do in racing, especially companies like Porsche, <laughs> that influences their street cars so much. And we get a better streetcar out of that, you know. Like this past this, weekend, we've been driving a McLaren, and it's great. But there's little things but they're that they're never going to build a mid-engine 911. I mean, it, no, they but they don't have, have to. One. But they don't yeah. have to. But look, look at the look at the 911 lineup we get at, for streetcars. Look at any of the GT 911s that are out there. GT2, GT3. A lot of that R and D comes from their racing, and we end up with a really kick-ass, albeit expensive, streetcar. Sure. Yeah, I mean, so I get it. the The homologation that you know people want to people don't know what it means. Like, look, you need X amount of streetcars in order to call it a production car, in order to race in a production car class. Otherwise, it's some sort of you know um, modified one-off, whatever. And that's a different class. So what Jason is saying is, how can it be in a production class? And yeah, I, I think um, I think what they want is parity. And you know, they'll add weight to a car, or they'll tell mm-hmm. them they can only run so much boost, or they'll tell them, you know, you can run a turbo, but only up to this displacement, and so on. Uh, they do a lot of conjiggering of things to to, 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 they're trying to get everybody even so they can have competitive racing so Mm -hmm. for me if you take a a z4 that normally has a straight six in it and you shoehorn the v8 into it as long as it's not running against miatas and it's running against Corvettes and Mercedes or yeah. whatever with V8s in it, then I don't really care. That's just more competition. And, 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 sure. and if a car starts dominating, then they'll add some weight to that car, and we're, right. back, we're back to parity. Or they'll tell them right. to turn down, or they'll limit the size of the inlet or, or on the throttle bodies or whatever it is. As long as everyone's out there yeah. rubbing... Then, then it's racing. And, then I'm enjoying. And it. they get more of the manufacturers out there. Like I, we were watching Pirelli World Challenge. I think we saw it Long Beach a while back. We saw the, you know, uh, whatever uh, Mustangs out there, and and uh, and Aston Martins out there, and then the Volvo. But the Volvo is like all wheel drive, right? And how does that compete? 
And they're like, well, you know, when he's out there, there's certain weight penalties and things like that. For well, the their, w- their weight penalties, they put this pussy dad with a beard and they told him <laughs> to write a note to his daughter about getting married. And he was like rolling around the back seat and he was crying the whole time. And so That's- having, you know, 180 pounds of puss plus the stationary and the huge beard and the tears rolling around, that was a big disadvantage yeah. to Volvo. The all-wheel drive is great for launching, but the fat guy in the back really... Uh... They're not fat. They're not fat. He's 180, about 175, 180 pounds. He keeps after himself. He okay. doesn't let himself yeah. go. But it's just, he had four pounds of beard. He was back there writing a note to his daughter, you know, because no one can ever prepare for your daughter getting married, ever. Ever. Because <laughs> it's never, you know, in, in history, it's never happened, you know, because no one's ever had their daughter get married on him, you know, so no father can ever be... Yeah. Ready for that. So That's he, a base package? He sat <laughs> down. He was composing a letter to her, you know, and yeah, then, yeah. then the race started. Yeah, that you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. what You're going to race a Volvo. That's what you get. Oh, that puss drives me nuts on that commercial. <laughs> Sitting around writing a letter. All right. <laughs> well, I'm to tell you about uh, Bluehost. Ah, top-rated website provider powering 2 million-plus websites. Best tool to build, host, and manage your personal or small business website. Freedom to design your site your way, fully customizable templates, and uh, third-party app support. Simple enough for beginners and powerful enough for advanced users. True reliability. 99.9. I like those odds. 99.9% uptime guarantee and auto-updates. Maximum security, malware monitoring, and protection. And you get automatic, secure WordPress installs, plus 24-7, and I think that's all the time, 24-7 tech support. Save 50% when you sign up at bluehost.com slash carcast, bluehost, B-L-U-E, bluehost.com slash carcast, everybody. All right, uh, let's see. Passat or Jetta? Hey, Brian. Hey, what's going on, man? Passat or Jetta is your question. Now, I'm 44 years old. My girlfriend brought it up that I might be too old for a Jetta, mm-hmm. but I don't really need I don't really need the size of a Passat. Um, I'm happy to report that I don't know that much about either car. I used to be, uh, all I know is that when Bald Brian drove a Passat and I used to call it a Jetta, he'd get upset. He'd get mad because he spent a little extra money. The Jetta and the Passat are like three series size versus five series size. Is it that big yeah. a difference? You know, it's like, that's what it is. It's that, just, that big a chasm. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, a, yeah. it's, a, much, it's a much bigger car. I, I, it's just me and my girlfriend. We don't have any kids anymore. Mm-hmm. I drive about 90, 97% by myself, blah, blah, blah. Are you thinking of something? Yeah. You going diesel? Go ahead. Diesel? Uh, I don't know if I'm, you can even I, get I, I them never, anymore. <laughs> I don't think if you can oh, buy a yeah. Volkswagen diesel right That's now. That's right. Forgot about that. Hey, I, I, I've, I've been using uh, TrueCar, and uh, yes, you can still get the diesels, and uh, uh, they're used, but uh, sure. anyway. I, I like the diesel yeah. notion uh, on either one of those cars. Um, I don't, I, if you don't need the size of the Passat, then I, I'd go with the Jetta. It depends on how adult you feel right now. <laughs> I think Jimmy had a Jetta for a little while, too, when, uh, you know, back in his lean years. 
Kimmel? Yeah, there, was, when he there was a Jetta. Couldn't afford the Passat? The family had a Jetta, yeah. <laughs> he had a, yeah. Okay. A couple of lifetimes ago. Uh, I mean, Jetta at this point feels a little like, you know, college girl, and Passat feels a little more... All right, you just answered my question okay. for me. All yeah, right. Jetta's, Jetta's a hot girl car. Yeah, yeah why don't you, uh, <laughs> what about a golf Sorority or something? Girl, uh, something like a golf R if yeah, you want to get sporty. Something a little sportier. Well, the thing is, I have 18 grand to spend, and I don't want to spend it all because I want to go on vacation. I can pick up a Passat and a Jetta for around 15, and then I can go do something. Okay. I like the way Brian's living his life over yeah. here, man. He's enjoying himself. We're all suckers <laughs> sitting around working all day buying new cars. He's gonna get a car and go on vacation. He's got it worked out. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna get that fourth Newman car for you. Yeah, man, <laughs> get that Newman car for me. I need to complete my uh, my set. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, I right, appreciate we'll, it. We we'll go uh, Passat, and again, uh, you know, my plan is I, I get a Jetta diesel. I turn the entire trunk into a fuel tank that holds seventy one gallons of diesel, and I fill up once a year. Yeah. And just drive everywhere. Do you put helper springs in the back? How do you how do you handle the weight? Do I add a leaf? <laughs> add a leaf? Yeah. I don't know if they have leaf springs back there. No, they don't. Well, then I put a helper spring up just there. Some sort of airbag. I, I put bags on it, yeah. man. You'd probably be fine. You could put you could put luggage in it. You know, you're not gonna if you got groceries and stuff, put it in the front seat. How many uh, the uh, when they drop the car down to the ground? Yeah, with the airbags. I'm not sure about that look. No. It's not, I'm not fond of it. With I the, like a lowered car, but I don't the, like these sitting on the ground. The tire's all pitched out, and then I don't like that stretched tire, that stance look. Yeah. I know it's, it looks great on Instagram, but I'm not. I'm not like, a good look. I'm not a fan. Uh, let's see. Ken is 51. He's from Phoenix. You know Ken. He's got a question. To, oh, Ken. Yeah, Ken from Phoenix. What's going on, Ken? Never say it like that. Uh, hey, I got a I hmm. got a question for you, a mechanical question. Mm-hmm. When you guys have replaced old school speedometer cables, yeah, have you ever had to lube the cable? Are you supposed to lube it? Absolutely, you lube yeah. the cable, and, and there's a, a special kind of lube with it. You can't just grease it up. That grease is way too thick. You'll just gum it up and snap the cable. There's a special kind of lube. It's very easy to get. It's cheap. Google it. Find out what it's called. And it's a kind of an oil that you use on that cable that keeps it spinning. Is quick. that thing running off the distributor or running off the cam? It's running off a cam off the. Fr- it's a motorcycle speedo, so it's off the front hub. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I screwed up. See, I wasn't conservative. I'm usually conservative, and I, I, I was lazy. And I said the guy had give. I got a new bike, an old bike, old '80s bike, and the guy had thrown the speedometer cable in the in the luggage bag, and he said, you know. And, you know, when you buy bikes, like old salvage kind of used bikes, they always give you the simple fix for something that's more exotic, like it's the whole Speedo cluster is bad or something. But I changed the cable. It worked for a day. Then I heard a whirring sound, and then it just popped on the freeway. I think I busted my Speedo cable with Leno when we were out test driving a Ferrari. Yes. Or maybe it was a Lamborghini, but either way. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Not, okay, it's so not pleasant. It, so yeah. you were so did it peg the speedo and then collapse? And I don't, did you hear I don't remember. It? What I'm you trying did. to think. Leno was driving it, and maybe he did it. Um, he was flogging it. Yeah, he was flogging it. <laughs> what kind of bike did you get? Oh, my 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 better half 
pissed at me, but I found a pristine old Suzuki cavalcade, a big Japanese Luxo recliner, mm-hmm. the big uh, Luxo barges. It had everything except for the toolkit. Everything was pristine. I was down at the local junkyard. The Moto junkyard down here is real popular. And I was just riding on a bike run. The guy had just unloaded it. He bought it from an old retired guy. Yeah, so the guy on. just wanted it out of his garage. Is this like a Goldwing, but yeah. a Suzuki? It's a Suzuki V V uh, V four, four carbs, and it's it's all pre- <laughs> it's crazy. Well, how many CCs? Fourteen hundred. Wow. wow! In the eighties, engine. It's an eight. Yeah, it is. It was the Suzuki race bike. They called it a Marauder. They only made it for two years. The cavalcade, they only made it for four. It's, uh, it's, a, me- <laughs> it's a lot of CCs for you oh, know, yeah. the 80s. And um, I just got an eBay yeah. handbook. This is the funny thing. They tell you to shift it into first, fifth gear by the time you get to 30 miles per hour, which is stupid. You know how because they, it just the, has so much low end. Because the like, max RPM is 3,000. <laughs> because of the V configuration. <laughs> well, the red line's at 75.8. Oh, eight. okay. The, uh, no, this thing is a, it's a crazy uh, motor. It's only got five gears. It was, it was fun. 800 how, bucks. How does it compare with um, <laughs> Leno's <laughs> collection of bros? <laughs> Bloss. Yeah, I, I don't know what they are. Brows. He had to build a room for them, though. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of those brows. He yeah. had a mo. He did a V. There was a V four, a kind of a Chevy block engine. He just, I think it's not Motul. That's oil, but it's a it's a motorcycle that begins with an M. And he did it on his car show or his motorcycle show. He he ran this bike, and it was pretty cool. He fired up his um, Allison. No, his Merlin Marine or something. His airplane engine. I saw that. Are yeah. you showing me that? Mm-hmm. Unimpressed. Okay, so he's got some wacky stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, Adam. So yeah. you're saying that it's not like I I broke the speedo or I broke the the little uh, gearbox on the axle. They, that's a whole thing. They fail. So that's what I thought I was going to have to pull apart, rebuild. Well, we don't know. You pull the cable out and see if it's if it snapped Broke. anywhere or yeah. if the gear came off. The and end I'm of the cable not. Uh, I I see. I would have just said lithium grease, but I didn't know that was too mm-hmm. thick. Yeah, I would have thought it'd thin out real fast when it starts spinning around. But uh, there is cable speedo and uh, tack. Yeah, cable. I, I mean, I don't know if it's specifically speedo lube, but, it, but look around and and. Online, it'll tell you. Well, what here to would use. be my you know, my instinct. I don't think it's super expensive. My uns, my instinct would be like WD forty be too thin, but lithium grease be too thick. Yeah, I, and I think WD forty would would wear off. I think this lasts. That's a what longer. I mean. Too thin. Yeah, like uh, like you want something a little thicker, more viscous. But you're saying that uh, yeah, it's too viscous with the um, yeah. I, I mean, it's probably got the same sort of viscosity of like a motor oil. You know, and it's so it's very liquid, and it's you know motor oil when it at, at a certain temp gets pretty, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty liquid. Well, Max Powder, you, know? you look at you look at what somebody recommends: speedometer, cable, lube, speedo, or he was saying tack, right? It wouldn't make a difference. Speedo or tack? We'll check that out. Yeah, I got experience with those things. Tack no. usually would be like off the distributor; it wouldn't be a cable, but possible. Well, what what? 
I think he was saying speedo. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, he was saying speedo. You know what he screwed me up with? Mechanical. Mechanical, I don't know why. I think all motor... uh, Anyway. A lot of people saying lithium grease. Oh, boy, Matt. You owe me a huge apology. (laughs) That's not not what I would use, but... Oh, don't cop out. Now you sound like Dr. Drew. Back in the day, it was graphite powder, but... Graphite powder, right. But lithium grease. Let's make it... Let's confirm, because my first impulse was lithium grease. But, But confirm... And, and verify. If that works, then great. Then I'm wrong. Use it. Yes, he's wrong. Forza Motorsports 7 on Xbox One. Nothing wrong about this. October 3rd, coming up exclusively for Xbox One and Windows 10. Collect and race 700-plus cars, including the Le Mans winning Shelby Cobra Daytona. Yeah. The Daytona mm-hmm. Coupe. Remember that from back in the day? Yep. And the GT40, the Ford GT40. The uh, as seen on the Twenty Four Hour War, by the way, little movie we made. Gorgeous graphics, four K resolution, sixty frames per second. Thirty famous destinations, including our own Laguna Seca, Sonoma, Long Beach, Watkins Glen, legendary Monza, and Nurburgring, all there. And uh, you can buy the digital version and get the uh, Hoonigan Car Pack featuring Ken Blocks, 1965. Hoonigan Hoonicorn for free. We hung out with that car. Yeah, that thing's badass. Ken's a real cool character. The car's even cooler. Forza Motorsport 7, out October 3rd. It looks so good. All right, what do you got coming up, Matt? Oh, let's see. I mean, we've got, uh, we're getting closer. We're knocking on the door of SEMA. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's going to be going up there. I think Chris and I are going to be out there doing some car cast interviews. And then uh, uh, Brad and Aaron from Shift and Steer are going to be out there. We've been doing live shows from the MagnaFlow booth up mm-hmm. at SEMA. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, of course, that's SEMA is Tuesday through Friday. And then that weekend is is racing at Coda, which we are trying to make a plan for. it. Both Trans Am and Vintage Racing is going to be going on mm-hmm. at Coda. Yes. And uh, I know you're interested in getting out there and racing. We just don't know what it's going to be yet. <laughs> That's right. Trans Am or, or, or Vintage Race or something. We're working on it. But uh, but I think I think we've decided you definitely want to race. We do. We have. I haven't been out to Coda yet. I know you went out and I don't know if you did a drive along or walk the track or just ate hot dogs at Mike August. I, I don't know what it was, but you did something at Coda. Yeah, we went down there, me and Mike, and we just sort of walked around and poked our head in some of the pits and, and had a good time, talked to some of the guys, and just kind of got the general lay of the land. But we didn't get on the track or, or do anything like that. But I, I would be interested in going down there and doing that. And then, of course, Austin. It's, it's really, as I recall... From Austin City proper there, it probably took us less than 20 minutes to get to Coda. It was just like 20 minutes away. So it's right there, Austin, with the great barbecue and the great nightlife and the great fun and the great everything. So it's kind of – that was kind of fun. And then – so we're trying to figure that one out. We're trying to figure out what car to take and and many, many things that have to do with that. Lots of possibilities, but always fun. Um, we have the McLaren this weekend, the new McLaren 720S, which is, I, I tell you, this this car has got to be one of the best performance cars I've ever driven. I mean, I haven't driven the Ferrari 488. I'd love to. That car seems amazing, and it's always at the top of people's list. But this absolutely has to rival that car. I mean, 710 horsepower, 
zero to sixty in two point eight seconds, and it's rear wheel drive still. Yeah, and uh, we took it up to Angeles Crest, and uh, we're filming some some social media stuff for McLaren, some videos and photos and stuff like that. So, got to kind of blast around up there, which is a great place to do that. You can see we got a bunch of pictures up at CarCastShow dot com and on my uh, Facebook page. You'll see. We brought a drone out. We brought a camera car out. We brought all kinds of cool stuff. And then in the pictures, you're going to see the car with all these stickers on it, these markers, because we're also doing this sort of top secret project where we're filming the car. And then those markers are for the the graphics guy, and he's going to CGI out. A, uh, he's going to CGI in a, a concept car. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's going to use the footage for that as well. So it was kind of fun. That guy was there, by the way. Like, he was a very nerdy sort of computer slash camera guy. And he's like, I got to get all the markers. And it's all about where you put them on the car. And, and what he's doing is he's looking at all the reflections of mm-hmm. the car. And those markers kind of show the curves of the car. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, done in a real kind of root beer type color which i liked and the guys at the shop weren't nuts about it but in the sunlight i thought the root beer color looked pretty cool yeah so it was kind of like black with a very dark like purple pearl on it and a lot Mm -hmm. of the photos it looks it looks uh black but here's the thing it's like it's so tough to shoot any type of black car or something like this because you just feel like you're just standing in front of a mirror and so when we're doing this and reflections are the biggest issue because of the CGI stuff, this car was just like driving a mirror around. So it was, it was tough to do, but uh, we got a little bit of cloud cover, which helped. And, but, man, this car was it's – it's amazing to drive, and it's so fast, but, but a manageable fast. Like you can get in a brand-new Corvette Z06 and doing zero to 80 in that thing is just a – it's it's fun, but it's a monster. Mm-hmm. This thing is half the effort for twice the speed because it's just so refined, and the electronics are fantastic. It's got a drift mode, but you can you can program how much drift. It has variable drift mode. So once you start getting into a drift, you can use the computer to say more drift or less drift. And In you can mid drift. Yeah, you can kind of control it. And I I I don't I didn't use it, and I don't know if you apply it while it's happening or you can start to dial it in like so when you turn it on it's kind of like in the middle mm-hmm. and then as you're getting into a drift i think you can start to control you want more or you want less how it's, long is, has that been around like that feature where they're focusing on drifting? drift mode you yeah. know i kind of feel like the focus rs was the first car because that car came out you know guys like ken block made it super famous for all kinds of of drifting and, and, and all of their racing that they do. And then the Focus RS came out with all-wheel drive, and everyone's like, well, how are you drifted? It's like Ford has, oh, we have drift mode. It what puts a time. it basically rear-wheel drive, drift mode. What you know? a time we're living in. All right, take care of your uh, Geico, yeah, and we'll so bring Geico. it home. So everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off your dry cleaning. You pick up some milk. Why not add save hundreds of dollars of car insurance onto your list? You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. I just switched car insurance on my Alpha, so I'm good. I'm in. Uh, extra money in your pocket, the most rewarding to do you can do today. Go to Geico.com. All right. Uh, good friends over at Geico. Thank you. Uh, tomorrow night, Chicago, Park West, me, live. Uh, stand up one man show. Uh, come on out, say hi, and then afterward uh, we'll go out in the lobby. We'll take some pictures and we'll shake your hands, sign some T-shirts, whatever you like. 
That's uh, Park West, Chicago. Mike August and I will be out there. That's tomorrow night. That's He'll Saturday night. He'll be eating. Uh, <laughs> then you got October 13th, Minneapolis at the Music Hall. And then uh, October 14th, Nashville Polk Theater. And uh, me and Dennis Prager, Brooklyn, 29th, King's Theater. We have live podcasts coming up October 5th, Irvine Improv. And we're all over the place. Go to adamcrolla.com and find out about that. Chassis. Shift and Steer, subscribe now at Podcast One. Yeah, Corolla you. Drinks as well. Until next time, Adam Kroll for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.